Campus 180 Radio. Funny, thoughtful, real. Superman and Pikachu, Pixar and Tony Hawk. These are top shelf items that are very hot, but the things on the bottom shelf are what Mike and Adam want. Welcome to Bottom Shelf Dreams. I am Mike, and I am with my co-host. It's me, Adam. Hello, Adam. And... Uh, as you can tell by the title, I tried to do something appropriate. I don't know if it went through. Um, I don't know either. It's the only um, way to find out. Yes. <laughs> so, anyways, here we are. We're at Bottom Shelf Dreams, and we have something rare. We have a guest. A guest. Not just any guest, but a guest who runs his own podcast, a podcast I listen to on a weekly basis. Um, this is Dan from Retro Logic. Dan, say hello. Hello. Hey, guys. What's going on? Thanks for uh, being here. Yes. Yeah. I love hanging out with other podcasters and chatting about retro games. So this is, like, amazing. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. And we are equally as psyched. Let me, like, I don't, I don't like to exaggerate, but, like, this is like the closest I'll ever be to celebritydom. Um in in the fact that like uh Dan is probably probably gets a lot of clicks and a lot of listens and he actually he actually uses my stuff and his podcast which is like, you know, wow. Yeah. We're very uh highly community driven, so um we play a trivia game on the podcast and so uh um you you love to submit um, lists of games for us to guess the prices of on that show. And so uh, it's, yeah, it, really anybody who submits, we try to read it on the shows. Um, yeah, that's super fun. So, yeah, uh, if we back up a little, uh, Retrologic is the a video game collection, um, mostly retro games uh, collecting, um, done by Dan and a bunch of his friends and anyone who wants to be on his show. And they just go through these these games that they they find at flea markets or you know online, and they they just gush about how awesome it was that they found um, you know Doraemon from <laughs> Japan or you know I don't know fill in the blanks Metroid Two on yeah. Game Boy. Like I just picked up um, uh, which, uh, the Wind Waker HD. Um, it just had had to be in my collection, so it's my favorite Zelda game. Um, but yeah, and then we also just do like top, like we have like a topic every week and sometimes it's a discussion topic about like the state of collecting or like, cause there's a lot of, um, like it's not as fun as it used to be. Things are way more expensive than they used to be. So finding the, the rare deal here and there is becoming mm -hmm. uh, a rare, uh, rarer and rarer. Um, so yeah, we, we try to keep it loose and like what we actually, the format is, but, um, really we're just here to talk about retro games. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what our episode is about. As what are we talking about, Adam? Oh man, the ultimate rivalry. Uh I mean, some people think of Nintendo and, you know, and Sega or, you know, Nintendo and Sony, but really the the big the heavy hitters. It's Wario versus Mario competing right. for the the crown of Nintendo's love. I mean, it's it doesn't get better than these two titans. Right. And 
I have to say that, you know, this was right under our noses, this, this Wario um, series. And we had, I had no idea that Wario wasn't getting the love that I thought he deserved. And so, like, it just kind of, it just kind of smacks you right in the face. Like, we haven't done an episode about Wario. We've done, we've done more episodes about the Burger King chicken sandwich than about Wario. And that, there's something wrong with that. Wario is such a, like, in his, like, he and Waluigi are some of the most memeable characters which fits so well in today's just like zeitgeist and like what what like <laughs> you know uh post uh post absurdist humor that has sort mm. of become popular you know with the kids these days so like waluigi waluigi almost gets more attention online than wario does yeah i, I would totally agree i mean wario has moved into this weird space where he's kind of like this almost celebrated anti-hero well waluigi is still on the fringes of just being weird and um i just remember when uh nintendo was getting ready to uh launch the the last uh super smash bros character and everyone was really psyched about it being waluigi and then when it didn't happen there was an uproar on the internet and um, I, I just think that's incredible that this is where we're at now, where people are demanding Waluigi for Smash Bros. He just right. he's never had his own game. He he's just always been a side character, but he's just so freaking weird that it's like, <laughs> why did you even you you created him to be Wario's partner in doubles in Mario Tennis, and then he just stuck around. <laughs> right. I mean, there's so much like. There, there are things that Nintendo just kind of glosses over and then the internet kind of fills in the gaps for. Um, I'm talking about the, that time when, you know, Toad or a Toadette could grab the special mushroom and she turns into a princess. And then the world kind of created this uh, Bowser princess, Bowserette. <laughs> what if Bowser did that? Like, well. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Waluigi begs those kind of questions as well. Like... You know, what is it, what happens when he gets a mushroom? What happens when he gets a flower? What would a 3D world look like? Is there an evil toad called Load? I want to know. <laughs> Load. <laughs> Load. That's so great. <laughs> I remember when I found out that Toad's mushroom head thing is just a hat. No, and that's wrong. I, mm-hmm. Well, he, he takes it off and you're just like, why? That can't be. That can't be. That was just right. somebody not thinking about the fact that there has to be like canon and anatomy and things isn't he like a mushroom he's a mushroom if you Mm -hmm. take off a mushroom's head it dies so what what do we i don't know i don't know japan's weird man (laughs) you know for all of sonic's shortcomings they do a lot better backstorying on their characters like i know more about cream than i do about uh, any of mario's characters yeah that's true that's that's very true. And yeah, every time I feel like I do a deep dive on a Mario character, I feel like I'm slipping further and further into a fever dream. It's it's weird stuff, man. Right, right. Amazing. You know, there there is there's a lot of articles out there that, you know, from crack.com that uh link some of, you know, Mario's stories and characteristics to like certain psychotic drug trips. Like they, um, they they linked that mushroom, um, the, you know the red mushroom with the white dots on it, and they said you know there is a real mushroom like that that 
it messes if you you know take it in it messes with your brain and it makes you think you're taller or smaller you know psychotically speaking so it was an interesting article but um you know i really think that you know, the you know nintendo was just kind of shooting from the hip it's weird Super weird. A lot of what but, we know from Mario now is due is a, a lot of it, not all of it, is due to just the limitations of the NES trying to make something either like pop on screen or look look how it is. Like Mario has a mustache because it helps us see his nose so you can tell which direction he's facing. But now he's an Italian plumber, so <laughs> right. right. It, it makes total sense. He is in Either the best or the worst plumbing contract <laughs> known to man. Like, right. good yeah. for him because he never has to work bad because he's never been relied upon. Right, right, right. And, I mean, that just goes into game design, right? Like, that's, you know, they only had so many bits on screen to work with. Yeah. So they had to give the player every advantage that they possibly could. I mean, there were, you know, there were two analog buttons. You know, it really did matter yeah. which direction. you. Yeah. They, they, they solved a problem. And created a bigger one. The craziest fact I've heard so far about Mario is that if you were to right-click on a picture of Mario, save it to your computer, the space that that picture takes up takes up more than the game Mario does. Oh, I JPEG, yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, that is just like wow. I feel old. Uh, so, so what Mario, we like huh? to do. Yeah. yeah, Wario. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what we like to do before we get into Wario, I want to play a little bottom shelf or top shelf with Dan and Adam right now. And I'm going to throw in a rule that RetroLogic uses. So RetroLogic does this thing called uh, the Prices Retro, mm -hmm. where you come up with a game and you have to, the other people have to guess the, the price of it, either the price as it is loose or complete in box. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a game. You have to tell me, is it top shelf, mainstream, or is it bottom shelf, indie? And then you have to tell me what the complete in-box price is. Ah, well. I have no scoring system. I just, you just have to, now, I don't know. I think it, what determines, I congratulate you. What determines whether it's mainstream or indie, like the actual publishing of the game? Or, you know, this is where... We kind of get on the abstract, Dan, uh, because what does your heart tell you about bottom shelf? Like, does your heart tell you this is overrated and like we should for forget about this and go to newer things? Or does your heart say, hey, this hasn't been loved enough and it needs to be it's on the bottom shelf and it needs to be glorified. Um, so it's 100 percent opinion. Right, right. And I mean, Dan, maybe this is a way that you can think about it. Every time someone tells you that Breath of the Wild is the best Zelda game over Wind Waker, that's that's how you should that's how you should judge the game. Because uh, we all know Wind Waker is superior to Breath of the Wild. As we it's all just, know. We all, we all know, know this. So that would mean so yes. in that scenario, I'm trying to understand the rules so I can play. So in that yes. scenario, I'd put Breath of the Wild bottom shelf. Is that so in that scenario, like the 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 top shelf, top of the line that everyone kind of says is like, oh, is Breath of the Wild is saying like, oh, this is the cream of the crop. This is you know, this is what the, the yardstick by which ga games are judged by. But the man on the street, the people in the know, on the bottom shelf, the cool kids, the cool kids reach for what Wind Waker. Okay, yeah, sense. got it, got it. So it's not a question. You're right, right. It's not a question of quality. It's a question of hey. 
it which is more popular and uh, but we actually know that the thing that's less popular is in fact the better thing got it we're we're all rc cola over pepsi and coke just think in those terms perfect nailed it Great. so our first game is dig dug 2 trouble in paradise for the nes the american version top shelf or bottom shelf um dig dug i mean it's I, an art so like is it an arcade oh you said nes right yep for the nes uh, and it's the sequel because i couldn't find a price for the original dig dug for nintendo i don't think it exists yeah i don't think so um i i don't even know if there's really a competitor for for dig dug well he so, has been living in pac-man's shadow so that's fair that's fair um yeah that's my thing i, I, I was gonna say dig dug is a bit of a he's a bit of an under underdog in the like you know pre 8-bit arcade atari world um you know not pac-man and not like not um well now i can't think of any other. <laughs> well, like galaga yeah yeah totally agree i i think yeah i think dig dug kind of falls in the wayside everyone fawns over pac-man they fawn over galaga they, they fawn over centipede even Ron. um so yeah I, i'm gonna go bottom shelf yeah i agree with that one um the price for a complete in box dig dug 2 for the nes i'm gonna say um i'm gonna hover around 75 dollars for that guy Ooh, adam your guess man i you know i i have no uh context <laughs> that's, that's why i went first <laughs> yes. um but man, yeah, I feel like retro games, you know, they 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 sell for a lot, um, especially when they're uh, branded, right? So usually, if they're the the weirder they are and the more branded they are, they usually are more. Ex- so I mean, I don't I don't want to prices right him, but I'm gonna go eighty bucks. It's actually okay. First correct answer, yes, it is bottom shelf. <laughs> and second correct answer, it's forty seven dollars and eighty cents. Yeah. Get on that. My first, okay. my first unction was around fifty, but then I was like, "Yeah, but stuff's been going up. I bet it's right. it's not it's you know. not in the upper echelon of NES games, as far as I can tell." But now I want to now I want to buy it just because it seems accessible. It, hey, I like Dig Dug. I'm a fan. So our next game is Barbie's Groom and Glam Pups for the 3DS. <laughs> incredible what is this barbie groom and glam pups for the 3ds <laughs> just just incredible can't, mm-hmm. uh, can i look this game can i look at a screenshot of this game yes yes go for it um you know what um if it's for the the 3d you said 3ds right yep for the 3ds um, i didn't know this existed this is nintendogs except barbie that's what this is yeah um, I I'm gonna say that this that this game is gonna and and Barbie kind of in, in this era was kind of playing second fiddle almost to Bratz at this <laughs> point in time, like you know, like that weird time of like right. 2009, right? <laughs> and um, and, and Bratz were popular, but now it's come full circle and Barbie is on top. But for this Don't time, those LOL of- babies. <laughs> right um even though it's barbie and it should be top shelf i'm gonna say bottom shelf because of the nintendogs connection and um i feel like bratz is kind of dominating 
the market yeah. right now. You, you said well, you said top shelf or bottom shelf? Bottom shelf. Bottom shelf. Okay. I'm actually going to say top shelf on this. And Ooh. I think mm. if I'm understanding the game correctly, I think it's because um, this, I think it's because this game is like, it, it is, it is like bargain bin garbage for us, but the, is it for the, but the DS and 3DS were kind of um, blue ocean systems. And right. so there was a huge sales boom for from people who did not traditionally play video games and so this is what that is so i'm i'm gonna say top shelf yeah okay yeah i bet this game moved units <laughs> yep. and that's and that's no, look, sad if, if you have like if you had like an eight-year-old girl and she had a ds and she saw barbie and puppies she'd be like no i want that i want barbie with puppies right oh, right absolutely absolutely now, the funny thing, and I definitely want to have this conversation with anyone at some point, the 3DS started off as, like, a, a um, portable for, like, big boys. You know, it had M-rated games, and um, you could play Splinter Cell and Madden. And then, like, around the time Barbie's Groom and Glam and Pups came out, like, it just went back to the children. And then you couldn't find an M-rated game to save your life. What? So, it's what moved units. And... Yeah. I mean, also, what is with Nintendo's obsession with doing 3D stuff? Are you talking the, uh, the literal 3D or like the well, it's like, like 3D, the 3DS, you know, the, the whole Oculus sort of thing that they did? And the, oh, they had a few games that were VR ready. Yeah, it was just like back in the day. Um, Honestly, I think I, Nintendo I was just following a trend. I don't think that they really cared. Yeah. They were just like, oh, people buying right, 3D right. TVs, we'll throw that on our on our handheld. Perfect. I mean, that makes total sense. Um, so, should we do a figure out a price? Yeah, figure oh, out the oh. price. You guys are going to love okay. this. One uh, dollar. <laughs> good try. Good try. That's a good. That's a good guess. Um, man, I, I I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go at. Made least, it easy for you. Yeah, right. I'm gonna go at least five. I'm gonna go five. Okay, hold on to your seats, guys. Hold it. It is $508 to get the U.S. What? version. No. That's such crap. Yes. The Japanese no. version, the PAL version, 7 bucks around there. The what? American version, $508. Who is selling that? Who is buying it? I don't know. It's That's what they have it on the price charting website. And so, like, if you, if you, like... Dan, if you stumble upon this game, if you go to like a flea market and you see this game for $12, pick it up. Yeah. And this isn't like, this is no fluke. Here's sales data from December 23rd. Somebody bought it for $508 off eBay. Jeez. Jeez, man. What, what child held their breath until their dad bought it for $508? And I mean, I, I should have guessed because... I feel like this is one of those cases where it's not necessarily a game collector that's getting this. It's more like a, a Barbie collector right. situation. Maybe. I mean, maybe maybe it's a gamer. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the the name brand is what carries it, right? Like right. that's that's gotta be that's gotta be this it. This is so confusing. Like I, it, I'm it, also it boggles my mind that America once said, Man, we are ran out of Barbie groom and glam pups for the three DS. It just became a national trend. When did this come out? I'm gonna look up the release date. Uh, if it was like last year, question. then I'm gonna say yeah, no, no, um, no, 2010. So wow, yeah, 
So it was playing up against like Resident Evil Revelations. <laughs> wow. Okay. Skyrim was like, released. I see. Yeah. I'm so confused. I see these. I see them for sale. I see one for sale here for three dollars, two dollars, North American version. But okay. maybe really? there's a variant or something that's. It's, it's so weird. Like, or maybe just one guy got scammed horribly. No, because there's tons of sales just... of this game at five hundred dollars. Oh, you know what? I bet okay. it's all it's all um, WADA and um, hair deductions. That's what it is. I bet it's all them. It's their fault. They're trying to raise the price right. of Barbie Groom and Glam so none of us can buy it. Mattel. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay. So the next game is on the PS2, complete in box, Friends the Trivia Game. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Mike, you're killing me. It has to be interesting. I can't make this easy. You're right. Um, I mean, man, am I am I am I not thinking about this hard enough to say that it's an obvious top shelf? Yeah, a hundred percent. No like question. it's right, right. Like it's PlayStation Two, the most popular console of all time. Friends, one of the most popular, you know, TV sitcoms of all time. It has to be trivia, the number one game of all time, <laughs> second only yeah. to tag. Well, I, yes, right, right. Because uh, the, the these trivia games again, I. And especially during like that PlayStation Two era, where people were just buying things to buy <laughs> things, and and like you know people were like you know getting their kids PlayStation Twos for Christmas, and then you know some random aunt or uncle was like, oh my my grandson or my nephew has a PlayStation Two, uh, and he also likes television. Here's the Friends, the trivia game, and he's like, I wanted Jack and Dexter Three. I wanted yes. Ape Escape. What the heck? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Kingdom Hearts 2. But yeah, you know what the saddest thing is? They don't have a How I Met Your Mother trivia. I think that might have come out just too like, late. Like anywhere? <laughs> yeah. I'm, that's a board game or something. Yeah, yeah, that's a board game. They have a Twilight game on the Wii that's a trivia game. Amazing. <laughs> Not to be confused with Twilight. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Adam <laughs> yes. guess the price first on because I'm at a total mm. loss. Yes. Okay. Mm. Uh, just a uh, a bunny trail thought, and then I'll guess the price. How much you want to bet? There's at least one person in the world who asked for Twilight Princess for Christmas and accidentally got the Twilight <laughs> trivia game. That had to have happened. That's so sad. Um, oh, that man. is so sad. Um, again, I I think this is gonna be a case of like uh, when Lego released their uh the Friends Lego set or whatever, and they were selling it for like I don't know like two hundred dollars or whatever, just because they can. I think this is a case of not necessarily it being quality, but it being like just riding the friend's brand. I'm gonna go with a nice even hundred dollars. Yeah, my it might be a rarer Ooh. PS2 game at this point. Um, I, I'm I don't I don't see it though. Like I, like unless there's just so few units of this out there, I don't see the demand for something like this in for PS2 collector. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go twenty dollars. Well, you both overestimated it. It's seven dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> man, man, I was I, being I was being liberal at twenty dollars, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> man, I was I was really hoping that you know I was going in all in on the friends. You were burned brand. by Barbie, is what happened. <laughs> exactly, I was tricked. I was tricked. Right. Uh, the next game, mm. and you know I went weird on this one, but. Uh, Okay, so you have to you have to kind of take into account both facts here. Assassin's Creed 4, Black Fra Black Flag, but for the Wii U. 
bottom shelf for me. Oh my god. That's hard. <laughs> that's incredible. That's hard bottom shelf for me. That I love that game. Love that. Game. That's probably right. my my favorite. But would you play? Yeah. Would you prefer it on the Wii Basically, U? Basically, if there's water in a game, that's my favorite game. <laughs> right, right. I'm sensing a pattern. Ocean, Wind boats, Waker, that's it. Boat, that's it. Right. You're the you're the guy who gets excited about the old water man dungeons. in the sea. The video game, I'm all in. <laughs> Catch that fish. Yeah. That, would, that, would, that would be categorically the worst <laughs> game of all time. <laughs> that would be so boring. It's literally. <laughs> It's an old man pulling up a fish by one, hand and then one dying fish, at the end of it. A single fish the whole time. It's right. one mini game where you bash the A it's, button. But it's it's the length of reading the entire game because you have Ernest Hemingway reading it to you. Oh, <laughs> oh no. We'd have to get him sober first. Dig him up. <sighs> well, this went dark real Yeah, dark. dig him up. Um, oh, man. Yeah, real dark. I mean, it is what it is. Um, Assassin's Creed, yeah, I, I, I'll go bottom shelf. I definitely think it gets overshadowed by, um, you know, the Assassin's Creed 2 and, uh, Revelation. Um, three, uh, don't you fight George Washington as a boss in the third one? Yeah, I, I, he, he's like a DLC person, I guess. I don't know. Definitely, he, it definitely gets overshadowed by two. Um and you know pirate ships are pirate ships are awesome, pirates are awesome. and um exactly and I I feel like we wouldn't get Sea of Thieves without this so um I'm gonna go yeah agree bottom shelf now the price what would you pay for a Wii U version of Assassin's Creed so 4? Wii U has been uh, certain titles have been steadily creeping up um I'm gonna go forty nine ninety nine on this I'm gonna go fifty dollars on this ooh dollars um yeah um let's see yeah i feel like it's back at msrp or whatever you would have paid back then um but in today's equivalent inflated dollar um which is sad because this game came out probably like what 10 years ago uh 60 bucks okay i found it complete in box for 12 dollars and 34 cents i just went the wrong direction on that one <laughs> so yeah, like run to your store now that's actually, and get it. If you that's actually how that I played much. it. I played it on the Wii U. We had we were we were in a, a drought as a Nintendo fans. We got whatever we could, and I was pleasantly surprised. Right. Yeah, when the Wii U came out, it had so much promise of AAA games, and then now it's a collector's item. The Wii U was a was a weird time for Nintendo. Like it was still making stuff for the Wii, and like the Switch was like just on the horizon, and then they kind of just tossed it aside which is mm-hmm. weird because i think everyone if you were to ask like an average person who, who isn't really into games if like breath of the wild did it come out on the switch or the wii u they would have been like oh yeah it's a switch for sure but if you were really, yeah if you owned a wii, a wii u if you were one of the 14 million people on earth uh which is a drop in the bucket um who owned a wii u you right. were waiting for breath of the wild since that first e3 demo in 2014 because wow. and they kept pushing it back and pushing it back right. um you know and i mean obviously it, it helped the game out a lot because they were able to sort of make it what it is today a masterpiece but you know if you yeah if you owned a wii u you you were aware that breath of the wild was a thing <laughs> like since back then it didn't have that name yeah but you knew that that it, it was coming mm-hmm People were whispering, uh, you know, superior graphics, amazing looking. Yes. Okay. So speaking of obscure things, 
Um, and I've never heard your your podcast talk about this, but uh, can we talk about the Sega Pico? Sega Pico, yeah. Um, yeah, the Sega Pico. Um, and some of the games that came out on the Sega Pico, um, well, one game in particular, A Year at Pooh Corner. Uh, P-O-O-H, I hope. <laughs> yep. P-O-O-H, A Year at Pooh Corner. I was going to ask if this was some, like, um, prisoner of war. Like horrible. <laughs> he sent him to the pool. <laughs> or one year. One year. Damn. Um, he, is that the um? Is that one of those like child-friendly kind of yeah? It was. Thing? It was Sega's yeah, like. like it, yeah, it was basically Sega's like much younger kids, and it wasn't always video games too. There was a version of it that was like a little like uh, laptop-looking thing with cards you could slide in and out. Um, of the screen part and it was like interactive um it was pretty cool uh i haven't actually used one but i've seen a lot of them at like booths to collector shows and stuff like that um i see them for sale every once in a while um yeah they're interesting i swear i saw a demo of one in like 1993 at a kb toy Probably. store um to date myself incredible yeah um is this and this is Winnie the Pooh, correct? Yeah, Winnie the Pooh, a game just called A Year at Pooh Corner. Um, I mean, I feel like Winnie the Pooh has always lived its, had lived his life in the shadow of Mickey Mouse. Yes. Like, you know, just as the sun set on the British Empire, so too did it set on Winnie the Pooh in person of Mickey Mouse <laughs> in the United States. <laughs> that, that's um, so beautiful. Wow. There's tears in my eyes. Um, is uh, I gotta put Winnie the Pooh on the bottom shelf, and pretty recently he just came into that's the right. public domain, that's right. right? So right. that's yeah, and and I think well, um I'm gonna go uh, top shelf because Winnie the Pooh ooh. is an entity in and of himself outside of Disney. Like he was probably popularized by Disney, but um his books and illustrations were pre Disney. Uh. And people who like Winnie right. the Pooh like freaking love Winnie the Pooh, and I just don't see. It, so I'm going top shelf. Yeah, I, I, I can't, you know, I can't disagree with that. I, I, I totally. And I, I think Winnie the Pooh, along with, you know, of course Mickey Mouse, but Winnie the Pooh's got to be one of the highest grossing IPs, you know, maybe on the market. And now you can yeah. make a Winnie the Pooh thing. As, yes. yes, bring on the R-rated gritty reboot. The gritty. Yes. Uh, oh, Bob! No, <laughs> oh, Bob. he's uh, just taking out half a lumps with a shotgun. Oh my gosh! You know who angers me? Like, well, first of all, my son loves my one-year-old son loves Winnie the Pooh. But every time Eeyore like just tries to like diss himself and say, "Oh, I don't matter," like I just want to slap that donkey and say, "Get over it." Ugh. Well, welcome to. Mm. Mike Your doesn't anger. like me. I guess I'll throw myself off this bridge. <laughs> you are in prison. So in, I live in Austin, Super and in Austin, Man. there's actually a pretty, pretty sizable celebration of Eeyore's birthday where everybody just gets high. Um, so yeah. wild. Wait, those two <sighs> things go together? Just Google it or don't Google it. You know what? Forget I said anything. <laughs> it's fine. I I it's love a thing. That it's so a much. major it's thing, so... and I don't. I've never gone. It just is a thing in my city that I have to deal with once a year. So, so some of the some of the teenagers are like, "You want to Eeyore yeah. with me?" <laughs> oh yeah, man! How <laughs> wild! I love regionalisms. That's so funny. And um, the, the fact that it's not tiggering 
Man, you think that would be a drug phrase? Guys. Maybe because I mean, because weed's a downer, not an upper. I don't know. I I don't I don't know. Uh, let's get a price on this bad boy. I'm gonna go twenty five bucks. Good, that's a good Ooh, price. I like that's that price. A good price. Um, I'm you know I'm gonna go ten bucks. I don't think this is worth anything. Uh, it's nineteen dollars in Ooh, one. Nice. Wow. Okay. Okay. The the actually the most expensive game on the Pico is Fun in Legoland, which is like two hundred, three hundred. That does sound fun. So it's it's that Mattel. It's that Mattel again. Yeah. I don't know if Mattel owns Lego. <laughs> Citation it's, needed. It's it's big toy society. Yeah, right. Who does again? Mm. Um. Anyways, let's talk about Wario. We just had some fun. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So Wario, let's let's get some history and some facts. Um. If you don't have them, I have them. I have I have my head. I I have I. <laughs> beautiful um i um you know getting into it i i knew i thought i knew some things about wario um but then doing some research i realized that i'd fallen into the trap of believing you know the playground gossip like i i always was like oh yeah mario and wario they're brothers not related wow, not even really? cousins nope. <laughs> yeah i mean uh, th- i pulled out a a polygon article and this is our our wario mario related and um they're saying uh the most popular rumor was that they were cousins that's just not the case apparently wario and mario are actually just childhood rivals and they have no blood relation i don't know that's that's see my next guess would have been like like other dimensional like like doppelganger from an evil dimension mario yeah so Mm. Yeah, so that's what they were saying, that he's from the land of Wa, which is why he's called Wario, and Waluigi is called Waluigi. Because well, so they're like evil I guess the story is that mm. the phrase Wa in Japanese is like a precursor for something that's like bad or like the bad version or whatever. I, I'm going to butcher that whole phrasing, but that's the general gist of what Wa means. Um, like Wario is bad Mario, ah. yada yada, um, et cetera, et cetera. But that's... That's kind of what I've heard. I'm not sure how true that is because I don't speak Japanese. Fair no, point. Fair point. That's, that's totally fair. And um, I also saw um, that Wario kind of got its start because of some like inner Nintendo team rivalry, or they were like one of the Nintendo teams was mad that they were working on another team's project, so they in a, they like they took out their frustration of being in a mario game when they were supposed to be working on something else so they're like ah, i'm gonna make wario <laughs> and uh that see i feel like i'm gonna call bs on that story. so that sounds like somebody made <laughs> that's the one that sounds the least believable to me so yeah. far <laughs> so um yeah go ahead well here's the thing like i was looking up the so when the game boy first came out someone had a go at mario they called it super mario land one and they didn't want to use the original characters, right? So, you know, we all remember that time when Mario went to Sarsaland to rescue Princess Daisy from the alien of overlord course, of course. Topanga. Classic Mario. And while, yeah, while he was doing that, Wario took over his kingdom and made it the Wario Land Kingdom. And that's how we got that's how we get into Super Mario Land 2. Super Mario Land 1 is like out in outer space fighting aliens. Which you think Tatanga would 
come back in, I don't know, Mario yeah, Galaxy. They probably maybe? were just like, eh, that's not canon. <laughs> just going to say no to that. Yeah. Nobody, nobody played this game. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But I would love to see Tatanga come back in Mario Party and, you know, as a DLC for Super Smash. Right. Oh, totally. Totally. Um, yeah, I, I also love um, that Wario kind of digs into all the kind of negative Italian stereotypes. Like he's, you know, he has a love of garlic and is like very yes. stinky and like okay. and his hair, they're just, so they I just found my, I have a, a sizable early Nintendo Power collection and I just found the Wario Land. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be perusing that while we talk so I can find yes. some tidbits. Yes. <sighs> I love I that. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Sorry. And I, I love that also because my, my favorite Wario Land game, I, I have vivid memories of um, purchasing uh, Wario Land, Super Mario Land 3, um, and, you know, just playing the heck out of it. And I I liked it because, um, well, one, uh, I discovered the cheat codes for it pretty easily. Um, but two, uh, I loved it because it felt very different from, like, the Mario mm-hmm. games, which I was very bad at. It felt like there were, um, because they, they kind of, they did the whole, you know, usual Nintendo thing where they, they gave Wario different power-ups. And the power-ups felt more... Um, understandable than like, oh, I get to get this random yeah. flying raccoon suit. Instead, I get this dragon helmet. I was just going to say the cover of this with. issue, which That's is awesome. issue fifty-eight, March ninety-four, is Wario. Pretty great mm. art of Wario wearing a dragon hat and the dragon's breathing fire out of his nose, and Wario's looking all angry. Looks pretty great. I'm not going to lie, I'm sold already. So sick. I've never played this game. So sick. So sick. Remember it's, that. It's wonderful. So it's like it's a combination of like platform. Um, and then there's there's some beat 'em up aspects to it because you know Wario is more of a, a physical yeah. kind of fighter than, than Mario is. So yeah. like he would. They were like, from what I remember from the game, there were like three distinct hats. There was one where you get like a Viking horn hat that would allow him to kind of charge into people, and he could also um, use the helmet to stick into blocks so he could hold himself up, which was right. weird because I feel like that would destroy your neck. But you know, it's Wario. <laughs> And then uh, the last hat was like this jet-powered hat that allowed you to like go. Farther. So what's the deal with Kitchen Island? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is is that Kitchen Island? That's is know, that a world? the first place Wario explores yeah, when so... he reaches Kitchen Island is Rice Beach, where he lands. Barrels left behind by pirates. Yada, yada. Um, I mm-hmm. so <laughs> that's why again I think this would be a perfect game for you, Dan, because it does involve well, I'm in pirates. I'm sold. Uh, the, the antagonist. <laughs> The antagonist for the series, I think, is at least for the game that I played, was uh, uh, Captain Syrup. I see the, the SST cup pirates. on this map here. I'm sorry, um, there's a boat. I'm in. Yes, and so I, I believe that they'd stolen Wario's treasure that he had stolen from Mario. So he <laughs> wants to get his treasure back like, from. Them. Why are you stealing from a thief? And, Don't you know? Uh, like, yeah, right. Nothing. On. Nothing good comes of it. And no honor. Uh, but what was really cool about the game was that the unlike in Mario, where you know you just collect coins for points or whatever, um, in Wario you could use the coins to purchase um, like hearts, so you could give yourself right. oh. like a bigger health bar. You could also use the coins. Um, I think you could pull them together into a big ten coin coin, and you could use it as like a weapon. Oh, in the I was game just reading about that. Destroy stuff. 
Right. I remember this. Yeah. Um, No, didn't it's it's great. It it had like a completionist thing where you had to find treasures. um, You had to find all the treasures, and you'd Mm -hmm. get a better ending based on how many treasures you got. Yeah, and but it was like one of those kind of like secret things where you had to kind of just discover it on your own. Like in each level, um, there would be like a key that you would have to find, and then you'd have to carry the key through the level, a la you know, Left for Dead 2, where you have to carry the gnome through the uh, the carnival. Uh, you have to carry the key through the level, and then when you get to the end, you unlock the treasure room, yada yada, and you get a, a, a special treasure. Um, I gotta say, I'm get, really like, digging the enemy ending. design. Um, there's this one... Uh, where'd he go? There's this mm-hmm. one spiked pirate. He looks like a Koopa, but he's got spiked helmet, a spiked back, a big, like, skull and crossbones on his chest. I mean, I'm sure you can't see all that in the Game Boy, but, like, the art I see here... Very, very like dark Mario esque. Yes, the it is. Zack yeah, Snyder exactly. of the Mario world, Wario. That's so, incredible. Mm. Wario was on the NES, and right. I always thought that this was the first Wario game, but it was it was called Wario Woods. Woods, Woods. It was a puzzle game for the Super Nintendo. Um, yeah, oh. it was. It came out for the NES too, and I remember seeing that in a Nintendo Power and thinking, "Oh, who's this Wario guy? He must be new." Well, wasn't um, he the? F- and Wario wasn't the final boss in Super Mario Land 2 first. Oh, and yeah, Super Mario Land 2, he yeah. was the final boss. Yeah. And then it was Wario Woods appearance. because now Wario is a character that we want to see, I guess. Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 1994, Wario's Woods came out. And um, I, I, I have that Nintendo online thing for Switch. So I'm like, oh, you know, I've always wanted to play this. <laughs> Oh, no. um, I hated the game. No good, huh? It, it looks kind of Tetrisy. Like, how yeah. does it? How does it work? So you 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 lift up like it. You know how in Mario Brothers two, like for the NES, it was all about lifting things and throwing things at other enemies. Um, it's basically that, but in a puzzle kind of Tetrisy way, where you have to pick up things and match colors, and then you have to. I don't know. You have to use bombs to blow up the things. Well, on the NES version, it's like you. I was just picking up like six things at a time and I didn't know where to put them. I didn't know how to match the colors. And I'm like, ugh, you know, my dreams. Now I'm kind of looking for Wario's Woods stuff you know, in Nintendo Power, but I'm looking past these issues and I don't see it. Right. Yeah. And I, I think really this is what is Wario's calling card, right? Like he, the games that are, you know, created for him and around him are always about kind of just wacky off the wall gameplay mechanics that maybe they don't try to make in you know some mm. maybe more mainstream games like you know if you want to bring it into the modern like the the WarioWare um games where you know it's it's a game of just a series of mini games and with a mm-hmm. like yeah. an overarching story or whatever I feel like yeah. um like Wario has always been like the, Somebody came up with a good idea in a, a Nintendo board meeting, but it's just too out there for Mario. So they're like, oh, we'll throw it and over the And he's always Wario like, people. Wario's very right. self-aware. Like, he, like the whole like backstory of WarioWare for War- Wario is that he like thinks Nintendo doesn't make good video games. He's like, you guys, you guys don't know what you're doing. So he starts making his own games. And right. that's what the micro games are in WarioWare, games that Wario made. <laughs> Like, to be better than Nintendo, so right, right. yeah, his whole mo is like <laughs> everything's junk, and I'm better than you, and here's why. And so, right, he's, exactly. 
kind of like the video game version of Oscar yeah. the Grouch. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, for for sure. And I, I and that's one of the things that I, I appreciate definitely about Nintendo is their their willingness to, to do stuff like that. Because, like, that's going to be a weird pitch, right? Like, you're like, okay, hear me out. We're going to make a game <laughs> where we trash ourselves and pretend to create a rival game company by this guy named Wario. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, let's do it. Let's let's make money. Some of the mini games have you picking arm hair, or like armpit oh, hair. Yeah. Out of yeah, yeah. You know, if any oh, ridiculous yeah. micro task you can think of is something in a warrior. In this one, you're going to swat flies. In this one, you're mm-hmm. going to use a laser beam to blast a cloud away so it doesn't rain on a baseball game. In this game, you're going to you're going to throw a baseball through at a tower of of uh, a, a human pyramid and they're going to fall over like any random dumb thing you can think of. That's that's a micro game for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Now, I was most intrigued by the fact that they they thought Wario should team up with Bomberman. And there's a game called Wario Blast that I thought was, you know, it looked amazing. I was a huge Bomberman fan growing up. So, you know, the fact that there's a crossover universe where Wario and Bomberman work together. Well, they don't work together. They fight each other. But, you know, that just seems amazing. The crazy thing is in like the Japanese version of it is major Bomberman branding. It's called Bomberman GB. Um, mm-hmm. And then in North America, it got Wario branding. It got Wario Blast branding. But as far as I know, it's the same game. Like Wario is in both games. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. If I had to buy a Game Boy all over again, it would be Wario good Blast. One. So I'm yeah. on the wiki right now for Wario, and I'm I'm a little bit angry because they neglect to tell you that um, Wario, not only did he have 2D games, but he had a 3D game on the GameCube that I think is the most underrated it's GameCube not a, game. It's not a 3D game in the though. US. It's still a 2D sprite-based side-scroller. Oh. I'm talking about Wario Land, the one where he. I'm talking. Are about, you talking about Wario the, the Shake It one, where you World. have to shake the Wii controller? Oh, which which one? There was one where he mm. could walk around in 3D space. And mm, don't GameCube. think so. You're because yeah, I think oh, Wario World. I mean, oh, no. Wario World wasn't that was, that 2D. Was a he was, treasure developed, fully I mean, 2D sprite based game. Okay, I'm looking at a different game right now. Um, I'm looking at Wario mm. Land for the GameCube. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he can walk around in 3D space. I mean, not like Mario can. Yeah, it looks like it's um, it kind of looks like a 2.5D situation where the characters. I mean, I just looked up Wario World GameCube, and it looks like yeah, it's like a it looks like 3D yeah. Whoa, characters, I'm but it's wrong. like on a 2D plane. Okay, I was remembering something else. Oh, maybe I was thinking of Shake It. Yeah, mm-hmm. let me look at Shake It for the week. Yeah. The funny thing about Wario Land Shake It is it made it into yeah, an yeah, SNL okay, skit. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wario Land Shake It is like a playable 2D cartoon side scroller. Okay, that's the one I was thinking of. My right. bad. Bring me on as a guest, and this is what you get. <laughs> You're making me think I was crazy. The, the Wario <laughs> oh, Land Shake It, so the, the art looks incredible. Yeah, I think, yeah, I've, I don't think I've ever actually played mm-hmm. Wario World, but Wario Land Shake It was my jam. Wario World, uh, everyone kind of says it was very short and. You know, it definitely wasn't. Um, but, you know, they were comparing it to Mario Sunshine, which no one was crazy about. So I would actually venture to say that maybe this Wario World for GameCube was actually better than wasn't it more, uh, Mario you Sunshine. Can correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Wario World more like 
Super Mario 3D World style where it's not like you can't really move the yeah. camera, but it is a 3D game. Yeah. Kind of follow. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it was like Mario 64, except you could do like wrestling moves on these weird enemies. Um, I can understand why people didn't like it. It looked li- it looked a lot like, you know, fetch maybe, quests. Maybe they don't consider it part of the Wario but, Land series. Maybe they just, it's a one-off of its own thing. Mm-hmm. That's why it's not in the wiki. Yeah. It, it, it's weird, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely have problems with this wiki, because they don't have Wario Woods or Wario Blast. So, And this is the only, this is the only wiki that I've found on Wario, so. Weird. So there's, you know, they definitely dropped the ball. Um, yeah, I, uh, I initially, oh, Wario sounds a little weird, but then I saw the the cover, um, and I was like, oh, the the, the memories flooded back to me, <laughs> um, and uh, I then remembered why, is because uh, it was uh, released in the kind of the player's choice line, so like, um in uh like the mario golf game that was on the gamecube and then f-zero gx was a part of it so they were like they're quote-unquote like triple a titles but they sold it at a reduced price and i think i remember reading an article in the player's choice was um, games that had been out for a while that they discounted the price yeah they they sold for full retail at some point but just probably Mm -hmm. not when you were looking at right 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 and i think i remember seeing it as like a best value for like, money or whatever. I just remember I just remember being really excited about being able to get F Zero for like twenty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> like brand new. Those were the days. And I remember yeah. like flipping through something. But yeah, yeah, go ahead. So here's here's my beef with the Mario and how he's perceived in culture. Right now the latest Mario game, correct me if I'm wrong, is uh, a compilation of Mario sixty four Mario mm-hmm. Sunshine and Mario Galaxy, which is a whopping 70 bucks still. Still, I haven't found it for cheaper than that if you want to get it brand new. Now, if you want to get the brand new Wario game, which is actually newer, both in the fact that it's original and it's not based off of an N64 game, um, that is $45. And those games actually have, like, multiplayer. It has a party mode. It has, like... a uh, Kind of like a, a mock Super Smash mode and a capture the flag mode. So I'm thinking, well, you know, it's great if you don't have a lot of money. You can get a lot more from Mario, Mario than you can get from Mario uh, right now. Get it together? Yeah. Yeah, they get it together. It's a little, it's yeah. a little apples uh, and, and oranges. Then... Um, mm-hmm. Just because like WarioWare was never like a system seller. You know, it's always kind of like, it's always like a... It's like I mean it's Mario's it's it's Wario's Mario Party. So it's it's a compilation of mini games or it's just like kind of like a fun distraction, you know. Um and don't get me wrong, I I'm a huge WarioWare fan. I've been playing them since WarioWare Incorporated on the GameCube mm-hmm. with my friends. Um I've bought all of them. I I bought get it together. I love the games, but comparing right. that experience to like a mainline Mario game is a bit unfair. It's true. I know Mario kind but of we don't he's get the golden boy. He's the poster boy of 3D. So, like that's what we have if you're a Wario fan. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, I was looking at the most the most recent mainland mainland main uh kind of like Wario game 
that's come out in the last couple of years, and it is it's got to be yeah. Was it Shake It for the, the Wii? Wii U had Game like and Wario, it. which is basically right. a um, game. Um, that was it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah, and there was no Wario so Land sad. game. That's such a bummer. Uh, there was no Wario Land. Like there was Masters of Disguise on the DS and DIY, which I guess is WarioWare. But Masters of Disguise was the last like mainline portable. You know. So yeah. I don't know. Now, if they came out with Wario World. Um, Mar- Wario Shake It and Wario uh, Masters of Disguise, a three pack yeah. for seventy dollars. Would you buy it? Yeah. Oh, three pack. Yeah, I I definitely think that there's um, a market for it, especially now. Um, it, it feels like um, the market is just really kind of just starved for anything new. If you know, if the Super Mario 3D All Stars has shown that, like. You know, if people will buy anything that's packaged together and it's kind of new, uh, and especially when Nintendo's, you know, most recent release is like, what is it, Metroid, Metroid Prime Dread? So it's like, I, I don't know, it feels like there's a, there's room in the market for it. I, I think people would, I don't I know if like the majority, like mm-hmm. general populace cares about that, but for sure, like, get, like it, it was a no brainer right. for me because. They're, they're they're retro games in a modern collection. They are games that you like have to buy legacy hardware to go play and spend hundreds of dollars on. So yeah, I'm gonna buy a modern iteration if it plays in HD. Heck yeah, especially a DS game. Those games are trapped. Right. So yeah, yeah. And I I really also feel like the the Wario games would. Oh yeah, they're hilarious. Incredibly well. Like uh right like it's. It's easy to, you know, get a chat involved, um, you know, the humor rights itself, but um, even just, like, the, the quickness of it, right? Like, in, you know, Super Mario, you know, if you're watching someone stream Super Mario 3D World, you're just watching someone fail a jump over and over again. Well, meanwhile, in Wario, you know, you're, you've zoomed through five different game modes quickly, and, like, you know, there's probably a meme already established within the, you know, the, the chat that people are, are, are loving. You know, it just mm-hmm. feels like um, between the uh, the attention spans and, you know, the, the rising quarantine levels and, you know, it, well, it and feels like the market is right. In some Wario Land you know? games, like, you can't die. You just, like, get squashed or whatever. So that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, yeah, that's great. Yeah. You know, I would totally. say if Nintendo threw in, like, all the Game Boy ones, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it would be a huge seller. I yeah, I think That's they're sitting on uh, a treasure chest, and if they just listen to us, <laughs> they'd be rich. Mm. Yeah, and Nintendo is one of those is the company that is always very protective of their their IPs. So like, it's very hard to find like a a ROM in order to to play it, and and it doesn't you know get taken down or. Mm you know, you can't stream it and you'll get caught or whatever. Um, so it feels like whenever these kind of legacy things come out, people always jump on it. Now, I, I have no... Yes. Let me just say, I have no well, love for Mario as a character. I think Mario is... is. Mm-hmm. I think he's just so vanilla and boring. Is There's no story there. You know, there's no like, right. there's no motivation for him other than save the princess. Like, it's very boring. You know, I really enjoy playing a Mario game. Mm-hmm. Just, 
you know, doofing around and being Mario and flipping and having a great time because Nintendo's really good at that kind of frenetic platforming stuff. But Mario himself, like, yeah, yeah, right, right. Well, because so Mario, it feels like he's intentionally blank, so it's easier for you to put yourself into his shoes, right? Like he's right. a blank slate, so you'd be like, oh yeah, like we're all Mario. Um, whereas like Wario, it feels like he's a fully fleshed out character and you kind of get to enjoy being kind of bad boy in a motorcycle eating garlic <laughs> he's a netflix series for i actually sure. tweeted i tweeted today exactly why exactly. why mario hmm. is nintendo's mascot is his game sell why donkey kong should be nintendo's mascot he's the leader of the bunch you know him well he's finally back to kick some tail <laughs> and it's just like it's 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 goofy but honestly it just goes to show like <laughs> DK. Almost any other Nintendo first party like IP character has more personality in the opening credits of their game than Mario does in his entire game. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, when you're playing, you know, Mario, who do you feel more sad about dying? Mario <laughs> or when you accidentally Gosh. send Yoshi off? For Yoshi, you're man. devastated when Yoshi goes. It's, it's a necessary the evil. ultimate sacrifice. Um... You feel so bad. Now, there was one time that Mario had tons of personality, <laughs> and that's when he was played by Dennis Hopkins, and Luigi was played by uh, John Leguizamo. So arguably the worst transmedia property item Mario has ever been a part of gave him the most personality. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. And I, that's why I'm interested to see what they're going to do with the, the new iteration of the Mario movie. Um and is is Just Wario that, even is Wario even a part of that? Oh no, it needs to be played by Jack Black. I don't know That's if he's all I know. Or not. Donkey Kong's in it, so I'm happy about that. Would would you um? <laughs> I I yeah. love the cast list, and I love that Charlie Day is playing Luigi. I feel like that's perfect. <laughs> um, if yeah, it's not. I mean, it's probably a little too early. <laughs> also, Keegan Michael Key is Toad. Incredible. Um. Uh, who would Man. you have? Who would you have play Wario in the movie? I feel like that's the question because Jack Black's already in the movie. He's Bowser, so, so to like, voice oh, Mario, wow. okay, it's got to be off the table. Uh, got to be either John Goodman or Nicholas Cage. Well, but John Goodman has too much of like a father, like jovial. Yeah, yeah, and even when he's playing There's somebody creepy, love in like in Cloverfield, he's still like weirdly friendly about it. So yeah. It's got to be somebody who's just off. Like, like, mm -hmm. okay, okay, just hear me out. We bring back Crispin Glover, mm -hmm. and he just plays like a twisted, weird, like, like full of himself Wario, you know. And like, all the voices are gonna have to change anyway because because there's no way mm -hmm. that um that um homeboy playing Mario is is gonna do the actual Mario voice. That I'm waiting to see. Right. If you know who oh. Crispin Glover is, no, no, he's there's just no way. A weird dude. I feel like he would or Waluigi. Oh yeah, he's, yeah, I've seen. He's him well known now. as just... the the villain <sighs> in the Charlie's Angels movie in the '90s or 2000s, um, and then he did that movie Willard. He's just a bizarre guy. I just feel like he'd be able to play it up so hard. I see it. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Sorry, in that's... Back to the Future. <laughs> I overlook his like largest role. Oh, in history. Yeah, that's yeah. What it is. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, the, the dad. dad, right? Perfect. No, he's got I, I such think, a wide range. I think that's that's really great. I I totally agree. Yeah, he he's got like the the weirdness. I I think definitely down. 
Um, I would also submit maybe Christopher Walken, maybe not specifically as Wario, but I think he would make an incredible <laughs> Waluigi. <laughs> like, like, because like Waluigi's got the whole like he's weird, but he's like he's so intimidating. Like, could you imagine if Waluigi came up to you on the street? Oh my god! And he sounded like I love, Walken. I love it's over. that. It's, it's That's over. my favorite. It's over. That's the best. I wish I could do. I wish I could do Christopher uh, Walken impression. Who, who was the dad who played in Rogue One? Yeah, right, right. Christopher, I can't do it. What, what were we saying, Mike? Sorry. The, the 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 guy who played the dad in Rogue One. He also plays um. Ads Mickle. Well, he's one of the Mickelsons, right? Or no, no. He What's he also name? plays um Hannibal. It's Waluigi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Oh my god. Yeah. I had yeah, to really think hard. Sense. I had to hard, think hard, so hard that about that so before good. I pulled it out. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, and it's a shame it. that we're not going to be able to get that. Right. <laughs> going to work that voice. Oh my goodness. That's incredible. Then we got to get... Yeah, yeah. Um, I I can't put my finger on um what uh oh he's very he's been, like he he's like soft spoken for a little bit and then he'll just like have this explosive like outraged i, I don't know it's not a very distinct voice i just think his mm-hmm. persona his ability to like to like really own a super egotistical That's character right. um would get it but as far as like a voice goes man Mm-mm. that'd be good that'd check be it good. out zach galifianakis yes <laughs> That's. That'd be- that's pretty funny. That would be good. We already suspect oh him of doing things that hey, so who do, who, Mario what's his already name? does. Man, like, I'm so bad with so, names. What's his right. name? He played Iago. That guy. Hey, get over here. That guy. Come on. Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, Mario. man. Oh, Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> Gilbert hey, Mario. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> oh, that's, you know, that's incredible. <laughs> with Christopher oh. Walken. I yeah, mean, I, yeah, that's that's great. And I mean... I think the closest that we're ever gonna get to an actual like Wario and Waluigi on screen <laughs> is just the Wet Bandits in Home Alone. Like that, I feel like that's just like like Danny DeVito and uh, I feel so bad. I don't know the uh, the other guy's name. Yeah. I feel like they are as close as we're gonna. Oh, get. It, it was Joe Pesci and Joe, Joe Pesci. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I think Home Alone is a better live-action Mario <laughs> yeah, and Waluigi than the Mario live-action. Oh, man. Does that mean that Kevin is Mario? <laughs> Depending. Yeah, Daniel Stern. You're talking about yeah. Daniel Stern. Um, stopped. He, like, the, stopped acting or something. I the taller one. Yes. <laughs> oh. Harry! <laughs> Waluigi! <laughs> Mario set my heart on fire! <laughs> oh, good. That's incredible. All right. Uh, so, you know, I, should I even bother to ask, like, um, if you had if you had to make the perfect 3D game mm. of Wario right now, yeah. and, it, and it gave Mario a run for his money, what would be in yeah. it? What would it be about? <laughs> and why would it be M rated? <laughs> I don't know if Nintendo is capable of that. I, um. I would love a parody game where Wario... Uh, you know, he, he he owns that video game company, but he tries to get into he does parodies of like famous oh, games. So like it's like Last What the Us. Golf, but it's WarioWare. <laughs> yeah. Or Wario Land. That's that's pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. It's or it would or it'd be like, yeah, three D, like you're on the I Last mean, of Us. Island I don't see why or... 
Yeah, I don't see why a, um, like a total room. 3D platformer Mario 64 Banjo-Kazooie style game wouldn't work for Wario, you know? He's got, he, like, canonically, he can, like, hover in the air by farting, and he can just, like, punch the crap out of you, and, like, he's got plenty of, plenty of canonical right, right, like, right. ways to interact with the environment in 3D. Um, I know those games are, are, are historically just very difficult to make even today but like i want i want the kirby forgotten worlds yeah. mm -hmm. of wario give me that like right or oh if gosh. you did a parody of mario's games yeah but they were like more ruder <laughs> like mario moonshine <laughs> that's instead of uh you know mario galaxy it's like wario right uranus <laughs> that's, that's brilliant it's brilliant that's that's great um, the only thing that uh, I could come up with is um, some a, a cross between, you know, like a, a, a 3D platformer, kind of like, you know, Super Mario Odyssey, whatever it is, um, and Game Dev Tycoon, where you play as Wario and you need to collect capital by doing these levels in 3D, and then you can go back and create Wario War games. So, like, <laughs> it's, it's two games in one, right? Like, you're doing 3D level platforming, getting gold. And then coming back to your studio and trying to get games Incredible. out to compete with Nintendo. Oh my gosh, Starpoo Valley, <laughs> where you have you have to do rude farming games to make to make video games. Mike's like, I want to take all the top tier games that I uh, don't want to like and make them rude so I can like them. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, that is so true. If it's a parody, I'm more likely to read it. I mean, you've got Mario Kart. See the actual movie or book it's based on. I don't know. Yeah, Super Gas Brothers. Super Super Gas Brothers. Come on. Love it. That's great. So, anyways, I have we exhausted the the Wario talk today? Yeah, I mean, any any kind of closing thoughts or, or, or arguments that you maybe Man, want to leave I, I mean, somebody I'm with? I'm such a fan of the underdog, you know? I root for the underdog as a life-like principle, and so Wario just kind of fits that mold these days of kind of a dead... I Not a dead IP, but the Wario platformer series is certainly not alive and well. Um and like a true right like, true return to form for a Wario Land game would would just be the bee's knees. It'd be great. Yeah. One thing that I think is weird that Nintendo doesn't do is take a more indie approach to some of its lesser um let's say it's lesser uh revenue generating franchises, you know? Like like you could do a slimmed down budget for a straight up 2d animated wario game you know a la a la shake it you know and people would love it you know hey. you could do you could do a uh mm -hmm. fast neo fast racing style f-zero game and it doesn't have to be huge and complex and insane and you know people would buy it just you know i i baffle at how much ip nintendo holds on to that that could be put to use in a slimmed down budget way that they just they just don't yeah yeah, it, it, it really just Don't blew my mind. Was like, when was the last time you got like a Star Fox game? That. Or... If you know anything about me, it is my, it is my deep affection for Star Fox as a series uh, yeah. and my absolute 
vitriol towards what they're doing with him right now, which is literally nothing. And I love Starlink, but that's not. Sorry, this is not. This is a Wario episode. I won't get into it. <laughs> right. Oh no. <laughs> this is Wario. This is Wario. <laughs> it's true. I think Nintendo relies really heavily on other did, people but doing. If anything, that's proof that they need to look. Okay, we got Wargroove. And now they're doing their own reboot of Warrior, of, of Advance Wars. So people yeah. have to like prove to them that a series is worth bringing back before they'll actually touch it. Right. Which is why we publish Fardio, a 3D rude platformer. We make a couple mil. It wakes up okay. Nintendo and we yeah. have a Wario 3D Fardio. game. Let's do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can smell the cease mm-hmm. and desist. Yeah, it's make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> And you know we'd have to bring back like the 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 mid two thousands <laughs> gimmicks where we'll make the game disc smell like farts like a, and uh, oh my gosh and, you know we'll bring back you know pre order stuff like you'll get a I, a stained I love pair of underwear so much. way and, more than like, I should a bulb of garlic so when um oh shoot oh Earthbound um what what's the it's called Mother in Japan um. Earthbound. Yeah. When Earthbound came out, and you could get it at Blockbuster, they gave you the player's guide with it, like as part of a promo. Oh yeah. And the player's yep. guide had scratch and sniff of all their enemies. Cool. And there was yep. this fungus enemy, <gasps> and I got oh. the powder stuck in my nose, so I was smelling like gross fungus for a week. That's incredible. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, absolutely. Yeah. So the moral of the story is. Nintendo, what are, you, what are you doing? Stop printing money with your Pokemon game. We, I can't believe in the same cycle that we're getting, you know, a new Pokemon Diamond game. We're also getting Arceus pretty soon, but you know, we can't get, you know, another Advance Wars game, or we can't get, you know, where's where's Breath of the Wild two? But whatever, <laughs> neither right. here nor there. Yeah, where's Golden Sun three? Where's Time Time I'm Stalkers? Crisis? Time. No wait. What time. was what was that um I'm right no no what was that game that was on the Wii where it was all about like the Illuminati and uh you like got these big exosuits and you fought alongside like what? old presidents do you know what I'm talking about oh yes I know what you're talking about it was made by Sega and yeah, yeah, yeah. they said it was such a great looking game it could actually rival PS3 talking about the conduit ah. I know what you're talking about, okay. and it's yeah, the conduit. The conduit. Yeah. yeah, we need that back. That could have been I a Halo killer a a had they put the money on. I mean, Red Steel Two was a Halo killer. Red Steel Two is amazing, <laughs> but it was too little, too late at that point. Right. Yeah, and that you know that just gets me into the death of motion controls. How that's happening soon. But oh. yeah, before anyways. before we log off, um, yes. Dan, is there anything you want to plug that you want plug our, that Wario butt so it doesn't our humble anymore. listeners to go to? <laughs> See, it um, writes itself. It does. It does. Do. He's got to hover somehow. No, we want um, him. Yes, we want him for Thank you. Loud so, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm exactly. I run RetroLogic, which is a gaming group of little uh, retro gaming content creators. Uh, we stream on Twitch. We have the RetroLogic podcast. We also have a a game. Uh, Sorry, a music history podcast called Retro Groove. So if you're into popular music, you're into music of the past, um, that's a really, really fun deep dive these guys do every other week. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Retrologic Games. 
and you can join the discord by clicking the link in the bio there i post all kinds of crazy stuff so i think i think i'm pretty entered on twitter i don't know some people might disagree but um if you go to the website retrologic.games you can just find all the stuff there the twitter the the discord link um we've got some pretty cool merch we have these like um holographic stickers we've got some t-shirts um for the brand which is uh which is um all like 80s um vaporwave inspired stuff um and then uh all the podcast info is there so mm-hmm. yeah just go to the website check it all out follow me on twitter that is that's it yep yeah, and you can check us in the description we'll have some of those links as well yeah unlike i wouldn't so us, dan I... <laughs> knows how to make money with his here's podcast. here's what i'll say i'll say that uh the monetization <laughs> has not reached the point where i'm making money on anything yet but there's a plan in place and if you don't have if you if you uh, don't have a plan, then you're never going to you know. You just you got to have some kind of plan. And even if it doesn't work out, at least you're trying something. Right. So um, the, I really appreciate the kudos that you throw on me. Absolutely. But uh, we're still in a very much like an experimental growing phase of what we're doing. Um, but, I'll, you know, as long as we're having fun, that's really that's really why we do it. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, without podcasts, I don't think yeah. I talk to people. That's another story. anyways this is bottom shelf dreams we are a bi-weekly uh podcast um i hope everyone who came here because of dan liked what they heard and uh we would love it if you subscribed and we'd even love it even more if you reviewed us gave us five stars or you know we're honest um and gave the number of stars you think we deserved we also have a discord campus fun 80 um, you can find those links in our description as well. And we do have a Twitch of our own. Um, and we have a bunch of trivia and fun nights. And we just like to talk about board games and stuff. But anyways, go to both discords because um, I have fun in both of them. And they're time killers, but they're hilarious and good. Anywho, I thank you, Dan, for uh, uh, filling us with your Man, video game you knowledge. Have me and back. This is fun. Just having fun with us. All right. Absolutely. Yes. Um. Absolutely. And yeah, if anyone ever wants to talk about something underrated that they love and they don't think gets enough attention, then come talk to us and we will build a show around you. <laughs> Anyways, I've been Mike. And I'm Dan. I'm, I'm Adam. I'm Dan, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. Dan's been Dan. <laughs> okay. All right. And so have, a great, have a great day. Bye-bye. All right, I'm going to briefly interrupt your Campus 180 radio podcast to give you a very important message. First of all, thank you for joining us on Campus 180 radio. We love having you here. But what else we love is we also love having fun. And we have so much more than just Campus 180 radio to have fun. We have two Discord servers that you can join us in. The first one is a fun Discord where you can hang out with great people, play games, talk about fun and nerdy things, and just have an overall good time. We have another Discord where we have Bible studies and philosophical discussion where you can come in, talk about life, be real with people, and we're not going to judge you. Both servers are open to everyone regardless of what you believe. We'd love to answer your questions about faith, life, and everything in between. Feel free to check the links in the description. And now we go back to your regularly scheduled Campus 180 radio podcast.